PointClickFish.com. Your connection to the saltwater fishing community brings you Saltwater Fishing Radio. Are you a professional tournament angler, fishing captain, or novice angler looking to learn from the pros? Listen to live discussions from some of the best in the industry, the biggest TV fishing stars, interviews with captains, sponsors, and fishing teams. Your trusted source for the latest tournament updates, industry news, and interviews. It's time to talk fishing with your host, Captain Jay. And welcome to another great episode of the Point Click Fish Saltwater Fishing Radio Show. Price, I tell you, we've got a special guest this evening, and uh, we are excited. Man, you know, Jay, one of the things that, you know, we always ask folks to give us feedback on shows and tell us what you like and tell us what you want. And a lot of times people always are saying, well, why don't you guys get like celebrities or athletes, former athletes? Uh, people that we recognize from TV or radio or something like that. And, yeah, I think we hit the home run with our, our, our first interview tonight. Absolutely. Uh, no, no pun intended there, Price, of course, but uh, we're definitely excited. And, you know, like you said, we get a lot of questions about, you know, who out there fishes that you may not know that fishes. And that's something that's very exciting this evening. Our team is excited to welcome former New York Yankees Stars shortstop, 1978 World series mvp bucky dent bucky i tell you we are excited to have you on the show and first of all thank you for taking the time to talk to us oh anytime man i i love to talk fishing you know i grew up in florida and grew up on boats around boats fishing and uh i did a lot of fishing you know bass fishing saltwater fishing so i'm excited to be on here with you guys man uh some of those pictures you sent me of the big redfish you caught oh my god i'd love to try that well, well, we'll definitely have to make sure you get up here with us and go uh, chase those old drum with us here in the Noose River in North Carolina. That's actually um, the show will air on the Outdoor Channel uh, where we filmed that with Mark Davis here in uh, January. So that you'll have to, we'll have to send you um, the show and then have you come up here and experience it for yourself. Oh, I'd, I'd love to do that, man. That, that looks like fun. Well, I tell you, you know, one of the questions that I'm sure that once people find out that you fish, they want to know how you got started fishing. How, how did you end up fishing? Well, you know, like I said, I grew up in Florida. You know, uh, we lived on the water when I was younger, and I had a little boat, and uh, I used to go out by myself, and uh, I did a lot of bass fishing when I was younger, and then uh, my folks uh, kind of moved all around, and they wound up down in Key Largo, and uh I wound up doing a lot of fishing down there. You know, I was a big snapper fisherman. I loved to catch red snapper. And then as I got older, I got into catching sharks. I love to catch sharks and barracuda and all, all kinds of fish. So, you know, I've been, I've been fishing a long time. Um, I got away from it for a while, you know, because then I started playing golf. But now I can't play golf anymore. So I got back into fishing, and I absolutely have fallen in love with it again. Well, that is, that is fantastic here. Now, I heard you, you know, you said you did a little bass fishing, a little saltwater fishing. If you had to pick between the two, which one would it be? I think, you know, I, I, I love saltwater fishing because, you know, like, um, you know, when we go out, you know, you catch a whole variety of different fish, and you never really know what you're going to catch, you know, when you're trolling or, you know, when you're catching dolphin, you might catch a wahoo, you know, you might catch a, 
you know, a tuna. I mean, you, you just never know what you're going to catch. And the thrill of how big it is, you know, jumping out of the water and stuff like that. I, I, I like the, the challenge of saltwater fishing. I like the bass fish when I was younger. I used to take my boat and go out in the glades and, you know, go down the dikes and stuff like that and catch bass. But, you know, I, I just like the thrill of saltwater fishing a little bit more, I think. Yeah, and plus with Florida, you you know you've got you've got easy access to both fresh and saltwater. But if you're like us, you know we we love the saltwater fish. But if we're if we're freshwater fishing, we're definitely not. Um, you know we're definitely excited as well. We love to fish, but I think we tend to lean a little bit more towards saltwater ourselves. But we definitely love uh, the freshwater fishing as well. Oh yeah, you know, and you know I've done all kind of freshwater fishing. You know, when I lived in Georgia, you know, we used to catch red breast and, you know, pike and, you know, all, all kind of fish like that, you know. And then, of course, down in Florida, you know, it's bass. You know, you go out in the glades and you really never know what kind of size bass, you know, you're going to catch. And back in the early 60s, you know, before it got all grown up, I mean, we used to go out there and we'd catch all kinds of bass in one day, you know, because the back then, you know, the weeds weren't grown up. You know, they had just like, you know, you had rocks and you could actually walk down to the you know, to the uh, to the water a little bit closer. Now it's kind of all built up, so you got to have a little bit of a boat before you get out and start walking around down there with the snakes and stuff like that. But you know, I used to fish all the time for bass. But you know, I just like the thrill of you know saltwater fishing. You never know how big a fish you're going to catch. You know, and it's just it, it's a challenge, and and I just I, I really love it. Now, Price and I were talking about this earlier. You know, obviously you've had a wonderful major league career, and as you were playing, you know, Major League Baseball, do you get much of a chance to do a lot of fishing when when you were playing? No, I didn't. You know, I mean, when I was playing, you know, you know, you, you know, your career kind of takes over. You know, you do a little bit in the winter time, but I didn't do as much when I when I was playing during my career. Um, you know, I, I did mostly when I was younger, and then you know, I did a little bit, you know, uh, during my playing career, but not as much. And then you know, after my playing career, I kind of got back into it. But then I said, like I said, you know, I started playing golf and that kind of took up most of my time until I got the bug of fishing again. You know, I went out a few years ago. Uh, I took my son who was home, you know, he was playing for the Gators and he came home and we went back down the marathon and we went out and we got into a big school of dolphin and we just killed him. And I got the bug again and uh, I just, you know, said, okay, if I can't play golf anymore, this is what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to take off and start going fishing and going to try and catch, you know, like I caught a sailfish on, on my birthday this year. And then I said, okay, my next bucket list one, I want to catch a marlin. I, I, I want to try and catch a marlin, you know. So that's my next goal. Now, Jay, uh, Becky and I were talking a little earlier about other baseball players that we know that fish and a name that came up that everybody probably knows from back uh, in the 80s and 90s is Wade Bott. Uh, Wade, uh, we see Wade uh, quite a bit at ICAST, and uh, from my understanding, Wade is an avid uh, fisherman. Oh, yeah. You know, I talked to him. I honored him at my golf tournament a couple of years ago, and we got to talking about it. And he, he does a lot of fishing. Pinello, Lou Pinello does a lot of fishing also. Hmm. And, you know, um, uh, I, I just, I like all kinds of fishing. You know, I had a chance to go out to uh, Star Valley this year and, and do some fly fishing, you know, catch some big trout. Uh, i I fly fished a, you know, a few years ago when I was younger and, um, but, you know, I mean, I, I just like all kinds of fishing. I like the experience. I like being outdoors. You know, I like the challenge. You never know what you're going to catch, you know, how big a 
fish are going to catch. And it's, it's just fun. You know, I mean, it's relaxing, you know, when you got, you know, you got the beautiful salt water, you're out in the ocean and then all you're fly fishing on a beautiful lake, you know, and you got the mountains and you got eagles flying around. It's just, it's just soothing and it's relaxing and, it, and it's, it's a whole lot of fun. Now, Bucky, I'm, I'm trying to picture a fishing trip on the, you know, beautiful Florida, a fishing trip with you, Bucky Dent, and Lou Pinella. What in the world? How would that conversation go? Because Lou, that Lou would seems be like a, you'd have a lot would, of uh, fishing stories. Oh, that would be an absolute blast. You know, he keeps trying to get me to go over. You know, he, he goes out all the time. You know, he goes, he lives over in Tampa, and he goes out and, uh, he catches all kind of fish, and uh, you know he keeps bugging me to come over with him and, and go out, but I haven't had the chance to. But uh, he he's 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 got the bug too. I mean, he's been fishing a lot and for a long time, and uh, uh, yeah, that would be a lot of fun to go out with him fishing. I like to see Lou Pinella get mad at a fish. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> no, no, that would be a sight to see. <laughs> I think he could throw some stuff overboard, don't you? Like the cooler yeah, and the I rod think. and all that. <laughs> yeah, the, the fish is now the umpire. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's it. Right. That's it. Well, you know, yeah. that, that actually leads me to my next question. It says, you know, what habits uh, do you carry over from base? I mean, from baseball to fishing, if any. And uh, you know, with obviously the cooler throwing and getting mad at fish for Lou. But I mean, is there anything that you find that uh, that you take over uh, from your baseball career into fishing? Oh, I think it's the competitiveness, you know, of, of, you know, when you get out there, man, you just want to get after it and you want to, you know, you want to catch a big fish, you know, when, when I, when I go in the water, I just, I concentrate, you know, and, and I just really, uh, uh, you know, get after it. I, I, I want to catch a fish and I want to catch a big one, you know, I, I, whatever we're trying to catch, dolphin, wahoo, sailfish, you know, uh, it's just fun. And I, you know, the first time I, a couple of weeks ago when I caught my sailfish, I'd kite fish. That's the first time I've ever been out kite fishing, and I absolutely enjoyed that. I mean, you got to really pay attention, but I, I really enjoyed that. But, you know, just the competitiveness of being on the water, and especially, you know, if you're with people, you know, you've got a little bet going, hey, I'm going to catch the biggest one. You know, no, you're not. I'm going to catch the biggest one. I think that's it, but the overall competitive spirit of, you know, trying to catch the biggest fish. Yeah, that that definitely would, would make sense, you know. But, you know, if you and Lou and Wade Boggs went fishing, I mean, who do you think would catch the bigger fish, talking about, you know, the competitivists? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Me. Good answer. Of course. <laughs> and my, and my, next, my next question is, would Lou get mad? <laughs> oh, yeah, he'd get mad. <laughs> Yeah, for people, uh, when, when we put this, uh, when we post this, you'll see a great picture that Bucky shared with us of that selfish that he caught. And so you got to check that out. That was a beautiful fish, and uh, you definitely going to have to check that picture out. And then, uh, you know, like you say, saying, you had some nice trout pictures I saw the other day. So, man, uh, you sure know how to get on the fish. Oh, man, I tell you what, uh, you know, going out, I'd never been out to Wyoming. That was on my bucket list. And, uh, uh, you know, one of the organization's Sons of Baseball, who does great things, you know, for kids, you know, with experiences, you know, they, they invited us out, you know, because they had a big banquet. And uh, Fergie Jenkins was going to be a speaker. Rudy was going to be a speaker. And Fergie actually couldn't go. So 
uh, I wound up, you know, speaking for him, but, you know, they took us out to Star Valley, you know, to this beautiful, beautiful trout farm. And, uh, you know, it was just like heaven. You know, the mountains got, you know, snow on them. You know, in the morning, we're standing out there with a cup of coffee, see a big eagle, bald eagle fly down and pull one out of the water. And, uh, you know, and, and just to fly fish and, and, and it's just so much enjoyment and relaxation that, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the first time I've been out in that country, and I definitely would like to go back and, and do it again. Speaking of location, is there kind of a bucket list place that you would think that you would want to go fishing that you haven't experienced yet? Um, probably, you know, um, like I said, I'd love to catch a marlin. you know, whether I go to Hawaii and try it or, you know, Cabo or any other place that, you know, I feel like I can wind up catching a marlin. Uh, I would love, you know, to try and do that. Now, any, any other fish on your bucket list uh, besides the marlin that, uh, that you want to catch or want to hit, add to that no. bucket list? No. You know, I mean, uh, you know, a sailfish, you know, but I think a marlin, that, you know, that, that would be something that I, I really, really uh, love the challenge of catching. You know, I've caught a thousand pound tiger shark. Uh, you know, like I said, I was, when I was younger, I used to shark fish all the time, you know, and uh, I wound up down a marathon uh, catching a thousand pound tiger and it took me three hours to get him in. I felt like it was jaws, you know, because they, they tied the barrels on, and every time they'd shoot him with the shotgun, he'd run 250 yards out and have to crank him in. And uh, it wound up taking me three hours to get him in. But um, it was a like a 12-footer, you know, like 1,000 pounds. I mean, it was a big one. But, uh, you know, just catching a marlin. I, I, that's, you know, I see it on TV all the time. It was kind of like something I, I always wanted to do. So that's on my bucket list next, you know, to, to go someplace and, and try and catch a marlin. Now, have you ever had the opportunity to fish in uh, in any fishing tournaments or charity events? No, not any any tournament. Um, I haven't I haven't been any of those. Um, you know, charity events. I did a couple. You know, little charity events. You know, fishing stuff like that. But um, no, I haven't uh, haven't been in any tournaments. I, I uh, you know, the the gentleman that took me out and I caught the sailfish. Um, he did. A, he does a lot of tournament fishing, catching sail and stuff like that. So. You know, um, maybe he'll invite me to do that because I, I just, I thought that was really neat, you know, kite fishing for sale. I mean, that was, that was pretty cool. And actually, you know, they just got the kites up. We weren't out in the water for 20 minutes and, and, and the sailfish hit and, uh, you know, fought him around the boat and jumped up about eight or 10 times and we got him in and took a picture and then we wound up letting him go. But um, I thought that that was just really cool. Yeah, there's definitely you're you know in the Florida area there are a lot of selfish tournaments and um, that it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, that's something that uh, Price and I wouldn't mind, mind doing ourselves going there and doing a little selfishing in Florida um, this winter. It's it sounds like it's uh, it's been picking up. Well, now where's your favorite place you've been to fish? Let me ask you that. Man, I, I tell you what, um, I'll be completely honest with you. I think. I'm going to go with North Carolina, and the reason I say that is, is every we have a fishery 12 months a year here. I've traveled and fished, I mean, all the way from I mean from North Carolina to Mississippi, and I've enjoyed every location I've fished. But I like it here because we have a 12 month fishery. I mean, we've got everything from bluefin to blue marlin to flounder to trout to redfish. I mean, it, it it's an amazing fishery, and uh, North Carolina really has a lot to offer in, in the fishing department. 
Oh, wow. You know, you know, the other place that I went uh, down on the Grand Turk Islands when I was down there on vacation, I did go out, you know, and uh, I went with uh, the famous guy that used to take uh, Ted Williams out all the time, bone fishing. And I thought that was a, a blast also. You know, we, uh, when we were going out, you know, I'm talking to the guy, and it was a little choppy that day, and we're kind of going, and I said, you know, what are you looking for? And he goes, mud. I go, mud. He goes, he starts laughing. He goes, yeah, you'll see it when, when we get close. And all of a sudden, you know, you see this big patch of mud. And he goes around, and he's, they have these, like, little coral, you know, jigs on there. And he says, okay, just throw it out there in the mud and jig it across there. And, I, like, two seconds after I threw it out there, you know, I, I got a bonefish. And I, I thought that was a lot of fun, too, you know. And, uh, uh, but this guy used to take uh, Ted fishing all the time. And he was down in Grand Turk Island. But I thought that was a lot of fun, too, bone fishing. Yeah, you know, and my favorite freshwater place to fish has been uh, Lake Erie, Lake Ontario area. Um, we do a media event up oh. here, and the, the Lake Erie fishery for um, smallmouth is absolutely amazing. Wow. Um, and I, wow. I actually had never, had never fished up there back until we went up there for these media events, and we've been doing it about four or five years now, and the fishery in that area in the May time frame is absolutely amazing. Wow. Wow, that 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 sounds like fun. You know, my my other my other goal is is to go to Alaska and and go fishing up there. You know, the the, the two places to go fishing for me, I, I haven't been to fish in Alaska or Prince Edward Island. I'd like to go go for the bluefin up in Prince Edward Island. Oh, that sounds that sounds fun. Um, yeah, one of my other buddies, he does a lot of fishing down here, and he caught he caught a like a seven hundred pound blue bluefin. Um, I, I think it was out close to the Bahamas or someplace, but uh, it was a big, big fish. But uh, yeah, that 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 sounds like a, a fun thing to do, is because I know catching the blackfin. You know, we ran into some blackfin down in the Keys when I was down there a couple months ago, and and those were a lot of fun. You know, when they start schooling, they start running. I mean, sitting on top of the water, you know, you can, you can just throw a big old lure out there and, and they whack it and, and they're a lot of fun. You know, 20 pound black fin. I mean, they, they fight like crazy. I just enjoyed that too. Yeah. Price and I have a trip that we're, we're going to do um, this coming year to uh, crocodile Bay in Costa Rica. Um, so that's something that'll be exciting. So hopefully we'll find some uh, billfish while we're down there as well. Oh, that sounds like fun. That's the other place. Somebody told me to go Costa Rica, you know, go down there and, uh, and do some fishing. They said that's a lot of fun down there. You know, Ron Davis tried to get me to go with him someplace down there and catch those big peacock bass. Um, he goes down there a lot mm-hmm. and uh, and fishes for peacock bass. And uh, I never did get a chance to go with him. Yeah, they, they they have a phenomenal fishery in Costa Rica. So once once we get down there, who knows? Maybe that might be the, the our, our number one destination. It, it it might be North Carolina at that point, right? <laughs> you know what? Any place I can catch a fish is my favorite spot. <laughs> as, long, long as, I throw, as long as I throw a hook in the water and I can catch a fish, I'm good to go. I know the same yeah. here. I, I, actually, I, I went fishing yesterday afternoon, so that's probably why I said North Carolina because I, I caught fish yesterday. <laughs> good. What'd you catch? Uh, the trout are running here. The uh, the speckled trout are really thick here right now, so we had an um, we caught about uh, twenty of them uh, yesterday evening. Wow! You know, back back when I was with the White Sox over in Sarasota, Wilbur Wood 
Wilbur Wood and I used to go uh, speckled trout fishing right off the bridge going over to uh, St. Armand's Circle. You know, we'd, we'd get done early and, you know, he'd say, come on, let's go. And we'd, we'd go over there and there was a little, you know, place on the other side of the bridge that we could rent a little boat and we'd, we'd get a little skiff and we'd go out there and they had some really nice grass flats out there. And we used to drift out there and we'd catch in the afternoon, you know, we'd catch 10 or 12, you know, speckled trout and they, they were a lot of fun to catch too, you know, it was just you know, it's just so relaxing, you know, in the afternoon, you know, when the sun's going down and it's nice and calm and you're just out there fishing and, and having a good time and catching fish, you know. But, you know, the speckled trout, they're, they're a lot of fun to catch, too. They are. They're, and, and right now, it's the perfect time for us. The speckled trout fishery has been uh, really amazing uh, this year for us. So it, I, I had to take advantage of, uh, of some time and uh, get out there and catch the fish and definitely had a, an awesome time. Now, Bucky, what, one of the things I was going to ask you is I was trying to think of, if you knew of a story that do you think of, you know, when you're playing baseball and any unusual or funny story that you came across, um, whether it's fishing related or not, um, while you were playing baseball, any, anything that sticks out that's kind of, you know, kind of funny or, you know, whatever it may be that, uh, that you remember from your, your days. Oh, man, I, I just can't, you know, there's so many, you know, funny stories, you know, I, I play with so many great players. And, you know, the years that I was in New York, you know, from 77 on, you know, with, with, with the great players and the championship teams and, and the guys, you know, I mean, we had a lot of guys that, that, that were characters, you know, and my homie, Nicky Rivers, is one of the funniest guys that, you know, that I played with and some of the things that he did, you know, I mean, uh, like jumping on the car in the bullpen, you know, when Goose, you know, when Goose got traded over, you know, we played together in Chicago and then all of a sudden he came over and he got off to a little bit of a shaky start. And then, uh, one night, you know, we were, we're in New York and, uh, uh, you know, the little car used to bring, bring the, the, the relief pitcher in a little Toyota car, you know, Mickey was standing out <laughs> in the center field and Goose had given up a couple home runs and lost some games for us. And so, you know, when they, they went to bring him in, he kind of went over and jumped on the car and said, no, don't bring this guy in. We're trying to win, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but, but Mickey was, was, was such a, you know, a great teammate, and I, I loved him to death. And, uh, you know, but, you know, those guys in, in that time, you know, with Sparky Lyle, you know, Sparky Lyle was such a, mm-hmm. you know, a prankster. And, a, and I'm sure you heard of the stories that he used to sit in the birthday cake, you know, when they'd send these big sheet cakes down, you know, for birthdays. Uh, for the guys, you know, he go, he go he go sit in them and stuff like that. So, I mean, we we had some fun times, you know, at Catfish Hunter and Lou and uh, the bus rides were always hilarious because you know it'd be kind of quiet and all of a sudden Catfish would start on Lou and then Lou would come back at Catfish, you know, talking about it from being from North Carolina and driving uh-huh. a tractor when Lou driving Mercedes, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, there were so many funny stories that you could tell. It, it, it was just a, a lot of fun playing in that time in New York with all those guys. Yeah, if you look back at the – I mean, especially in 1978, I mean, you guys had a special team. But if people went back and look at that roster, I mean, it is top down. It is just an amazing roster when you look at some of the individuals that were on that team. I mean – when I was just kind of doing some research on this, and it just kind of made me reminisce. I joke with people. I'm a big Yankees fan. And, you know, of course, being from North Carolina, everybody's Atlanta Braves fan. And I was an Atlanta Braves. I was a big Del Murphy guy. But I've always uh, been fond of the Yankees. I love the pinstripes. Uh, not giving away my age to anybody, but in the 70s, I was born in 73. 
And everybody sees me wearing Yankee shirts and hats and all that. And uh, somebody's like, oh, you're just one of those bandwagon Yankees fans. I'm like, nope, I'm not. Uh, and they said, well, how long have you been a Yankees? I said, listen, I've been a Yankees. Uh, I said, I remember Bucky Dent. And they're like, what? <laughs> and, then, you know, you bring up your name because, again, I'm born in 73. When I was a child, I loved the pinstripes. I loved the Yankees logo. And, of course, who can forget in 1978 the famous home run? And, yeah. I mean, from, 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 from there, I mean, I always tell – and to this day, uh, the mutual friend that we have, the first time I met him, you know, he goes, oh, I see you're a Yankees fan. I'm like, I am a Yankees fan. I said, I've been a Yankees fan since Bucky Dent's been there. And, I mean, that's what I tell all my friends. They always crack up, and they know from that statement, I'm a true Yankees fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you came in the right time, you know, like 77. Well, 76, you know, they got beat by the Big Red Machine, you know. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, I was fortunate enough to get traded over there in, in 77 and, and, and play in the era, you know, with, with the great players, you know. And, you know, talking about that 78 team, you know, we had Chambliss at first. We had Willie at second. I played short. Nettles, of course, Munson was behind the plate. And we had Pinella and Roy White and left and Rivers at center and Jackson and, and right. And, uh, you know, we had some great pitchers. You know, Gidry that year was like 25 and three. And we had yeah. Catfish Hunter and guys like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, that, that, that was a tremendous team. It was a tremendous time to play. And, you know, that was a fun, that was a fun time because, you know, Yankees, you know, had, had been down for such a long time until 76. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, 76, 77, 78, actually, 79, we could have won if we hadn't lost Munson, and of course, 80, and then 81, you know, we lost in the World Series, but, you know, mm-hmm. that was, those were great, great years, fun years. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, you know, looking at fishing, have you ever experienced, I guess, from that home run in 78, have you ever experienced a moment like that ever again as far as, like, just something, you know, so instant and so exciting? I mean, that was just earth-shattering what you did. Well, no, not really. I mean, that was, you know, sports is a game of moments. And, you know, I think every kid that ever played sports has some kind of a moment where he's in the backyard or doing something. You no, know, Mickey Mantle, when I was growing up, was my hero. He was the guy, you know, when I was in the backyard, I'm Mickey Mantle. I don't care who you guys are, I'm Mickey Mantle. And, you know, you dream of, you know, playing in a big game, hitting a home run, you know, 3-2, bases loaded, two outs, you know, hitting one in the trees, you know, for a home run. And, and I, I got a chance to experience that, you know, a, a dream as a kid, you know, it, it came true. And, you know, that was a big moment. It was a big part of, you know, Yankee history. And, you know, I feel honored that I was able to, you know, to do that. And, you know, God bless me. And, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, thrilled to, to be able to be a part of that team and that organization, you know, with the tradition, you know, that they have and the great players that have come through there and, uh, um, but, no, I haven't experienced anything, you know, other than, you know, my kids being born or, you know, sure. something like that. But, um, sure, sure. you know, that, those, those are a thrill. But as far as sports, that was, that was a pretty big thrill. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you Google Bucky's name, I mean, that home run is going to come up first in every search. And so, yeah, I wound, up, uh, that... I wound up getting a middle initial out of it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. You are, right. <laughs> you are so well, right. Bucky, yeah. Well, Bucky, you know, as you know, Price and I are brothers, and and Price called me. He's like, man, you're never gonna, you're never gonna believe this. He's like, you know, Bucky Dent. I said, yeah. He's like, he's a fisherman. 
man, he loves to fish. And he was like, this, this is awesome. So it's fan, it's fantastic when we found out that you love to fish. We're like, man, we, we'd love to have him on the show to talk to us about fishing. I mean, it's awesome. And obviously we're, we're sports fans as well. So it's something that uh, it, it's, it's awesome to be able to sit here and talk to you about the experiences fishing and, you know, what you look forward to do with, you know, with your fishing as well. But as like, we have a lot of kids, a lot of junior anglers that, that listen to the show and, they follow a lot that what we do, but to hear you talk about being in the backyard, you know, having that dream and talking about it, what what would, advice would you give to kids today, whether whether they're looking to play professional sports or fish professionally or fish on a team, whatever it may be, what advice would you give them to get to that point? Well, you know, I think it starts with a dream. Every kid, you know, whether you know you're dreaming of being the best bass fishermen, you know, in a tournament or whatever, you know, I think it all starts, you know, with a dream. And then you start, you know, you start trying to fulfill that dream. You start chasing it, you know, and, and, you know, I just say work hard, you know, I mean, uh, work ethic, uh, um, you know, and, you know, just, just staying after what you're, what you're chasing, you know, Um, like you say, you know, some guys, you know, have gone on to be, great fishermen, you know, you got these guys that are great bass fishermen, you know, I'm, I'm sure they started, you know, you know, when they were young, you know, with a fishing pole, you know, dreaming of catching some big fish and all of a sudden it just kept going on and on and on to where, you know, they got to where they were. And, and that's what happened to me. You know, I, I was a sports fanatic when I was seven years old. I actually loved football more than I did baseball, but it all started with that vision, you know, that vision of, Hey, you know, someday I want to play a, football or I want to be a baseball player. I want to be a professional athlete. And I never let anything waver me from that. You know, it's, it's like you get tunnel vision and you say, this is, this is where I'm going, you know, and this is what I want to do. So, uh, you know, that's the advice that I give kids is, you know, it starts with a dream and follow it. And, you know, um, but I also, you know, point out to kids, you know, that when they're chasing that, it's a lot different now than, you know, when I was growing up, you know, it used to be, you know, you could take the best athlete and get them into school. And I say, now it's not like that. You know, you've got to make your grades. You've got to, you got to stay in school. You know, you've got to do things right, you know, and today there's so much more opportunity for kids, you know, the, the physical training, all the, all the things that, you know, the nutritional value, you know, all of, all the changes in, in, in athletics, you know, with the off-season training and stuff like that. There's so much more out there for them to be successful, and they just got to want it, and they just got to, they got to, you know, focus on it and, and, and chase that dream. Well, that's a definitely fantastic advice, and I, and I think a lot of kids need to hear that these days, that, you know, you were a kid, too, that had that dream that pictured yourself doing exactly what you did. So, you you know, you were able to dream it, you were able to live it, and now you're able to talk about it, and, and they hopefully are listening to what it takes to get there, What no matter whatever it is, whatever it is they do, sports or uh, fishing or whatever, or fishing or b- baseball, football, doesn't matter. That, that, that you, you were that same kid that had the dream, and hopefully they can do the same. You know, and, and the other thing that I tell them, you know, is, is like what happened to me. You know, you're going to run across a lot. You know, sports is, is a lot of negativities. You know, you're going to hear a lot of people say, well, you're too small, you're too slow, you're too this, you're too that. You know, sports is, is all about really, you know, they talk about what you can't do. And you have to block all that out. You know, I, I went through that when I was growing up. You know, they said I was too small. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that, you know. And it just made me more determined to prove that, 
that I could do it, you know, and uh, that's the other thing I try to tell kids is that, you know, look, you know, you're, you're going to run into a lot of that. You've got to block it out, and you just got to keep pushing forward and keep working to get better. And if you've got to take a 1,000 ground balls a day, you know, to get better, to make your hands better, or you've got to do whatever you've got to do, um, that's what you have to do. You've got to keep following it until somebody says, listen, you're just not good enough or, you know, you're, you're too small. But, you know, um, I, you know I, I believe, you know, that the, uh, if you've got, you got the insides and you've got the heart, and you, can, you can fulfill what, you, what you're going after. Well, Bucky, I know that you, you're still active. Uh, can you tell people what you're doing right now? Is uh, obviously you enjoy uh, retirement. You, you fish a lot. What else do you do? I know you're involved with some charity uh, events and good causes. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Well, you know, I do. I, I do a whole lot of different things. You know, I have uh, two golf tournaments. That's um, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, my one's coming in January. I just had one in Reynolds Plantation down outside of Atlanta, a, a beautiful place, a, a Rich Cart Lake Oconee course. Uh, where they have, I think they have some pretty big bass fishing tournaments down there. But uh, we uh, we run that tournament for St. Mary's, the hospital down there. And I've been doing the one in Florida in January. Uh, it's called Legends on the Links, the Bucky Invitational. I've been doing it for 33 years. And we have, you know, given out uh, money to all different kind of charities. But this one we're focusing on, I lost my wife in October of uh, 2015 to a brain brain tumor. And uh, it's called Embrace with Love, and, you know, all the proceeds are going to go to that. And what we do, one of her visions was to help cancer patients. We give out blankets, not only just blankets, but, you know, we donate money to, like, Sons of Baseball for different causes. But her big thing was, you know, blankets. Uh, When she was getting her chemo treatments, she noticed, you know, my son's uh, wife's mother gave her a real pretty blanket to keep her warm, you know, because she could be in there for an hour and a half or two hours. And, um she came home and she said, this is what I want to do. I want to start a charity and I want to give out blankets to people that when they're getting their chemo treatments. And uh, so we came up with the name of Embrace with Love so we can wrap people up with uh, love as they go through their treatment because it's a lonely time. And so over the past year, uh, that's what I've kind of been doing, fulfilling her dream. And uh, we've given out probably close to seven, 800 blankets to different hospitals uh, all over. And it's been very, very heartwarming and very fulfilling to be able to do that. So um, that's one of the things that I've been pushing forward doing um, uh, this year. Well, that is awesome. And uh, we'll make sure to share the links and information to, to both those uh, great causes. And man, that just, that's, that's really great. And that sounds um, you know, love that you're giving back, and, you know, it just sounds just like very good causes. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, we just partnered with, uh, like I said, you know, uh, um, Sons of Baseball, which is a fantastic organization. Uh, we just uh, partnered with them this year where they bring, you know, kids, uh, give them a, an experience at, at a major league park. And uh, they did their first one at Yankee Stadium this year, and, um we brought a young boy down there and took him down on the field. And, you know, one of his best all-time favorite players was Brett Gardner. And as we walked out on the field, Brett Gardner mm. was taking batting practice. So Joe Girardi came over and, and took him out there and, uh, you know, introduced him to him. And then we took him up, you know, into the museum. It was just really a, a great experience. And it, it's heartwarming to see these kids, you know, that, um, 
you know, are, uh, are struggling a little bit to be able to walk out on the field and meet some major league players and, and you know, take away their pain and, you know, uh, for a day and, and make them happy. So um, it, I, I thought that, you know, that that was a, a tremendous organization. I'm glad to be a part of that one also. Yeah, that's, a, that's awesome. I, I'm so glad that uh, you said that. That's, you know, I actually had a chance to take my son. We travel to New York uh, once a year for Labor Day. And I actually took him to his first Yankees game this year. And just, you know, uh, the excitement of, one, being at Yankee Stadium. uh, And then, two, obviously, experience the Yankees, seeing the Yankees, all the names that you hear uh, about, you know, you see on TV, you hear on the radio, you read about them in the newspaper and all that. And uh, we got the experience up close. Uh, You know, I I grew up, I I love A-Rod. I know A-Rod's had his issues the last several years, but one of the uh, moments that we love so much is we got to witness A-Rod hit a home run in person, and uh, just the joy and just his excitement uh, from that experience was amazing, and I can't imagine uh, the smiles and uh, how happy kids who don't have the necessarily the opportunity to go to a major league stadium or experience a game like that up close. I, I can't imagine uh, what a great experience that is for those kids. It's just it's 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 just more it's exciting for us too to see the smile on on uh, on a kid's face you know for the first time to be down on the field you know to shake hands with uh, a Rod Brett Gardner you know Jacoby Ellsbury and they were all so gracious and Joe Girardi was just phenomenal I mean uh, um, he wound up giving them you know his seats like ten rows behind the dugout so they got the the experience sitting behind the dugout real close you know but. Um, you know, when you, when you do that, you see kids light up, uh, you know, and you talk about Yankee Stadium. And, you know, I remember, you know, the first time that I got a chance to go into Yankee Stadium and, and, you know, walk in, you know, the locker room when I got traded over there, you know, was, you know, Mantle was my hero. And then the next thing I know, I'm at Old Timers game in 77 with, you know, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, Whitey Ford, Joe DiMaggio, Yogi Berra, you know, all these guys that, are, that you know, you see they're all right there and you get to meet them and you get to talk to them, you know, and that's what old timers day is about. And that's, that's what the Yankees are about. They still do it right every year. And it's a lot of fun, but you know, yeah, to see the smile on kids face, it, it's heartwarming. Yeah, that, that is totally awesome. That is, that is really, really cool. Well, Buggy, I tell you what, you fulfilled one of my bucket lists, man. This has been awesome talking to you and having an opportunity to, you know, I'm glad that we made the connection here. And, I mean, this has been wonderful, especially as somebody who grew up as a Yankees fan, of course, since Bucky Dent era. And, there you uh, go. Uh, I mean, you wear number 20? Now, 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 now you got to tell me, did you wear number 20? Uh, you know, I wore number seven, actually. And we know who's number oh, seven was. Just, well, that was my hero, Mantle. That was his number. So sure, I'm going to cut absolutely. you some slack on that. But now I'm going to have to make you take me fishing for that one. Well, you know what? Listen, I was going to say, you've got an open invitation. Next time you come to the Carolinas, I mean, we're going to set up a fishing trip. And I'm telling you, we'll send you some of those videos. You've got to see some of these fish that Jay's been catching lately. And so oh. he, can, he, can, he can, some of those pictures I shared with you, he can take you to those spots. And so, uh, but yeah, I tell you, but I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Lou Pinella, Wade Boggs, and Bucky Dent on a boat still. And I want to. Oh. <laughs> hey. I'm in. Call me. I'm in. 
<laughs> hey, listen, you know, if we could get that set up, wow. Lucky, we, we, have, we have an excellent marlin fishery too, here as well, so uh, we might be able to check some bucket list items off as well. There you go. I'm, I'd, I'd love to do that. You know, Actually, I'm coming to North Carolina in uh, February to speak in Goldsboro for uh, Jerry Naren, a good buddy of mine who is uh, a teammate and I coach for him uh, in Cincinnati with the Reds. Uh, uh, I'm speaking at a banquet for his hot stove league in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Well, heck, you're not going to be far from us. That's only about an hour oh, and a half okay. away from us. Well, you know, if you want to come on down, come on down to the, you know, to the banquet. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I, anytime you want to go fishing, you just let me know. I'm in. <laughs> well, Bucky, we we'll, can't we'll, thank you enough again. Yeah, we'll definitely put something You're together. Welcome. But we definitely thank you, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. And it's been a pleasure to, to reminisce back to the days of you, uh, you playing professional baseball. I mean, what a, what an amazing experience. And then to find out that you fish too, Price and I were just, uh, we were over the moon at that point. We're like, man, he, he even fishes. That That is amazing. But thank you once again for joining us. And uh, we definitely look forward to getting together with you and uh, hopefully being able to check some of that uh, bucket list item off. Well, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed talking to you guys. And uh, you guys have a wonderful Christmas. And, uh, you know, and a, and a very happy and healthy new year, and uh, hopefully we can go throw a hook in the water. We look that sounds to awesome. We'll definitely, we'll definitely be in touch. All right, guys. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Merry Christmas, Merry Bucky. Christmas. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, New York Yankee great Bucky Dent Price. I tell you, I'm excited. I mean, to be able to talk to Bucky and hear about those experiences, and as you said, I mean, those are – the, the players that we grew up with. I mean, we, we heard about those players and watched games and, well, I mean, some of us were not that old yet, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to put that out there, Price, that, uh, you know, you, you are the oldest. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I gave that away uh, on that interview, but you're, you're so right. I mean, uh, what an opportunity. I mean, I've grown up a baseball guy, I follow baseball, uh, and then on top of that, I'm a Yankees fan <laughs> from North Carolina, which is uh, ironic. Uh, but, you know, when I found out that uh, Bucky was a fisherman, I reached out to him. And I got to tell you, since the first communications with Bucky, I mean, he has been fantastic. I mean, what a nice guy. You couldn't have asked for uh, a nicer guy because, you know, when you're dealing with athletes and people who've been, have you know, uh, had some stardom and success, you know, I mean, we can tell you, even from the fishing industry, some people are just not pleasant and not nice sometimes. Uh, you know, they're just, they've got egos and you got to deal with and all that. And let me tell you what, Bucky has been fantastic. He's been great. He said he'd love to talk with us. And uh, just to be able just to listen to him, just sit, sitting back here and listening to those stories. And anybody who's listening, and if you've never heard the name Bucky Dent, just go to YouTube or Google and put in Bucky Dent. Uh, he's probably got probably the famous uh, New York Yankees home run of all time, in my opinion. Uh, he were, if you don't know, they were playing the Boston Red Sox in 1978, and uh, that was one of the years that they had an identical record. Uh, they were tied for the end of the season to see who was going to be the higher seed. And uh, guess what? Mr. Bucky Dick came up uh, to the plate and smacked this wonderful home run. That I mean, it's – if you see uh, sports memorabilia, you'll see he still signs 
pictures of him swinging the bat and the pitcher that threw it against him. I mean, it's, that's uh, some famous memorabilia right there. But uh, what a pleasure. What an honor. And, Jay, what a way to kick off this, you know, kind of the special segment of podcast with a uh, sports uh professional you know this is the perfect perfect one to start with we hope you enjoyed today's show for more information show notes updates or to join the saltwater fishing community visit pointclickfish.com don't forget to catch live streams and future shows at saltwaterfishingradio.com until next time thanks for listening stay safe on the water and tight lines